the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is Christ living in you? Paul says, I am crucified with Christ, and nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. You and me, salvation. I and you, sanctification. It's a two-way street that we're going to hear more about on today's edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Christ in me, and then me in Christ. This is a daily devotional feature here on this station with Pastor Leighton Sheely, and it's an outreach ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. They're on the web at churchofthehighlands.org, and this ministry is on the web at studyversebyverse.com. Here's Pastor Leighton. Jesus thus assured his disciples that his death was not going to end their relationship with him, that it it was an indestructible relationship. Romans 8 says, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ. And then there's the presence of the Father. Verse 21, whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. And so once again, love for Christ is expressed in ethical terms. He says, the man who loves Christ is the one who has his commandments and keeps his commandments or obeys his commandments. Now, to have commandments is an unusual expression, the meaning of which appears to me that to make the commandments one's own, to take them into the innermost being. Now, Jesus not only speaks of having the commandments, but keeping them. And this means that it's more important to obey the commandments in our daily living than to just understand the grasp or grasp the, the content. It says, only those who obey his commandments enter into union with Christ. Now, obedience does not produce salvation, but salvation should always produce obedience. And then he goes on to say, it's only the one who loves Christ who will be loved by the Father. It's the Son who reveals the Father to us. If we reject the Son, there's no way to know the Father. And then Judas expresses his bewilderment in asking a question. And there's a parenthetical statement here saying, this is Judas, but it's not Iscariot. Judas was not an uncommon name. Uh, There was two by the name of Judas in the 12 uh, apostles. You can find the list of their names in Luke chapter 6 and Matthew chapter 10. So Judas expresses his question, Lord, how is it you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Now remember that the disciples at this time are thinking that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. 
And the concept of Messiah is something they have been raised with in their, in, their, in their background. So they have certain concepts of who the Messiah is going to be. The Messiah is going to be a great military and political leader. And uh, so they think Jesus is the Messiah and he's supposed to be a, a great leader. He's supposed to get rid of the Romans and set up a, an earthly kingdom. And Judas is asking this question, how can you do that and only reveal yourself to us? I mean, you have to reveal yourself to, how, to the world. It, it, how, I don't know. How does this work? And then Jesus says, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And this is the third time he mentions this in this section, that he will not reveal himself to those who refuse to love him and obey him. He only will reveal himself to those who love. And that expression of love is through obedience. And he says that he will come, his father will come, and he and the father will make their home with that person. Now, the word home here is not talking about a temporary place of lodging. He's not referring to um, the post-resurrection appearances. He's not referring here to the second coming, but he's instead referring to the state that believers enjoy with the presence and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, that God will make his home uh, permanently in the believer. And then the, Lord declaration, the Lord's declaration, whoever does not love me does not keep my words, emphasizes again, this time from the negative side, the inseparable connection between love and obedience. Since the message he has is from the Father, if you reject the Son, you've also rejected the Father and his message. And then uh, he talks about the presence of the truth. Verse 25, these things I have spoken to you while I'm still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Now, even before the Pentecost, the disciples found it difficult to understand what Jesus was trying to teach them. According to John 2.22, it wasn't until after the resurrection that they understood what he was endeavoring to teach them in verse 19. And according to John 12, they didn't understand the, the significance of the triumphal entry until after Jesus had been glorified. And, and it was because of their inability to understand that Jesus told them later in this gospel, I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. You can't absorb them. You can't receive them. And so he promised the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, who will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Now, he says, in my name. And that means on my behalf, that the Holy Spirit will act in perfect harmony with Jesus' desires, purposes, and will. And the Bible reveals to us that it is the divine plan that the Spirit's ministry is to testify about Christ and not bring attention to himself. The Holy Spirit will teach us all things. God will teach us all things. Do you think God has a lot to teach us? You know, believers must understand they are perpetual students. We are perpetual students. A Christian who feels that you have nothing more to learn is a Christian who has an awful lot to learn because you don't understand the doctrine of the Holy Spirit who is here to teach you what you need to know. And the purpose of the Spirit is to lead us through teaching into increasing spiritual maturity. And Christ said that the Spirit would bring to their remembrance all that he had said to them. And this was primarily to the apostles 
and ascribed divine inspiration. That the Holy Spirit, as the disciples after the day of Pentecost thought about uh, the words of Jesus, the Holy Spirit would bring those words back to them and, and teach them what Jesus really meant when he said those words, which they couldn't fathom before the Holy Spirit was given on the day of Pentecost. That they, the Holy Spirit would bring to their recollection things that Jesus said, things that Jesus did, and then show them what it meant. That, then they, they recorded that information for us, and we received that information in the Scriptures in the New Testament. The Apostle Peter described the process of inspiration in 2 Peter chapter 1. He wrote, But know this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will. But men, moved by the Holy Spirit, spoke from God. The Apostle Paul declared, All Scripture is inspired by God. Literally, God breathed. And therefore, the Bible is inerrant. It's without error and authoritative. And it's the only infallible rule of faith and practice. It is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God might be adequately, adequately equipped for every good work. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is to be the guide and the teacher for the church. And it's not a reference to him bringing new revelation but rather bringing to light the true meaning and significance of what God has already revealed in his scriptures and through Christ. And because of this, God has given us not only an obligation to think, he's given us the capacity and the ability to think, but to measure our thoughts and conclusions based against the word of scripture. We have thoughts that go through our, our minds. We need to bring it back to scripture. Does this... Does this fit within what Scripture says is supposed to fit? That's one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit. Another one is to help us in matters of conduct. As we're going through life, we might get an initiative, an inclination, I should say, to, to do something that's wrong. We may not even be aware of it at the moment, but just as we're about to, to cross that threshold, whatever it is, we'll get a thought of something the preacher said in church on Sunday or something a Sunday school teacher said or some scripture that we've read or some portion of a song that we've sung in our worship time and it will give us instruction and clarity as to what we're supposed to do and what we're not supposed to do. And that's also the Holy Spirit at work in believers as well. Now, so here in the upper room, Jesus has not forgotten about the world and salvation. He's called the disciples in that upper room to, and gave them the truth so they might, in the power of the Holy Spirit, take that truth into the world, the gospel of Jesus Christ, God's Savior. And accompanied by the presence of God, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the disciples and those who followed them over the centuries turned the world upside down. The way the world's going to find out about Jesus is through us. And obedience is imperative. A mere profession of faith doesn't really hold much weight. Church attendance or membership isn't really worth much. What really matters is that we know Jesus and we love Jesus. And that is evidenced by our obedience to Jesus. 
Oftentimes we will give people the invitation to receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. We don't give an invitation to receive him as Savior, just Savior, because according to the scriptures, that's not an option. You can't receive Jesus Christ as Savior and not receive him as Lord. And if you receive him as Savior and Lord, then he is Lord and he's in charge. And you need to be obedient as to how he guides you. As I observed at the beginning of our visit today, it is a two-way street. Ponder that as you go through the rest of your day. And join us tomorrow at this same time when Pastor Layton from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno comes back. And we once again study verse by verse. This, of course, is a very important week as we move toward Easter this Sunday, the celebration of Easter. And on Friday, there is a Good Friday service of remembrance at Church of the Highlands. Consider attending. Two services will uh, take place, 1 p.m. and 7 p.m. Again, that's this Friday at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. Details about uh, the campus location and other service times are on the web at churchofthehighlands.org. That's churchofthehighlands.org. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back at this same time tomorrow as Pastor Layton once again opens the Word of God and we study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.